वेलकम यू लिसनिंग टू द एआई इन्फ्यूशन पॉडकास्ट सीरीज होस्टेड बाय शालिनी कपूर हेलो लिसनर्स वी आर बैक टू आवर पॉडकास्ट सीरीज ऑन एआई इन्फ्यूशन एंड टुडे इन दिस पॉडकास्ट आई हैव डॉक्टर करीम यूसुफ जनरल मैनेजर ऑफ एआई एप्स एंड ब्लॉकचेन He leads a portfolio of market-leading business applications, including Maximo, Tririga, Sterling Supply Chain, Engineering, and Weather Business Solutions. He has led this business unit towards AI transformation. He has been with IBM for 22 years, is a TED speaker, and a published author. So, ladies and gentlemen, it's a great pleasure to have Dr. Karim joining us for this AI Infusion podcast series. Welcome Kareem. Thank you Shalini, glad to be here. It's absolutely a pleasure to pleasure to have you here. Um so like this podcast it is about how we have infused products uh with AI um and and general software products and we have been talking to several guest speakers. Um and today while you are joining here joining in here we want to you know just spend some time with you understanding how you have done it in your business ai is of course reimagining businesses it is guiding our decisions but kareem first of all tell us and tell us how your journey has been of building an ai focused organization of course it's it's not easy so how has been your journey what were the challenges um looking forward to hear, hear hearing that from you Well I I think with with any journey to stay with that metaphor one of the the biggest challenges is uh deciding where you want to go and I think one of the things that we have spent quite a bit of time within the organization of figuring out uh I would say literally from at least 2018 to now has been what does it really mean to embark on this AI journey and what does it mean to infuse or bring intelligence to bear to help our clients transform how they work. I think that has taken many a variation from fixating on um what I would call various kind of technical solutions or answers to kind of like really being able to establish a key value prop. But I think where we have really landed um has been this is this very notion of we like to fixate on decisions clients need our customers need to make and how we impact those decisions with intelligence with ai so whether you think about it's the cho- the time uh, choosing when to schedule maintenance for a piece of equipment or anticipating that it might be required whether you think of it in terms of thinking about how space is being used and how is it being used optimally whether you think about it in terms of inventory of uh, visibility or optimization of levels or choosing where something should be distributed from all of our efforts really tend to center in on a decision point that a customer is trying to make and how we enable that and i think that has allowed us to really begin to focus ourselves in how we infuse intelligence into our you know our core brands you know the maximo sterling triga engineering um and and whether it's all about finding those right decision points that we think bring value 
Very interesting. Thank you. So, so, so basically, where to start and which use case to pick and how it you know impacts the customers. That's the key, and and I think that's a very important message. So AI is the new electricity, and IBM CEO Arvind Krishna says every company will be an AI company. Now, I would like to understand, and I'm sure listeners also have this question in their mind, what are customers investing in when it comes to AI capabilities? Where have they seen maximum benefits? And and more importantly, what lessons have you learned while you launched these, these products into the market? So it's kind of interesting because I'm going to give you a twofold answer. If you ask me, or as you have asked me, where are uh, you know customers investing? I would say, <clears throat> commonly, what you see them trying to do is actually invest in data science and machine learning skills so that they can build AI models of some sort to answer some question. That seems to be the most common thing you hear. So it becomes a notion of what tool set and what skill. Um, Because if they think of it as, we need to learn how to do AI and apply it. Now, the flip side of this, and actually the role we play, is how do you enable them to gain the benefits of AI without explicitly having to think of themselves as investing in AI. In this, I kind of think of AI as the ingredient, right? You know, and it's the differentiator in whatever they're consuming that lets them get it done. And that I think is the particularly important role when you think about application businesses. Because really our clients are not trying to invest in AI. And I wanna use these words very carefully here, but I think they are important in setting our mental framework. The client using Maximo is thinking about how they optimize the health of their assets, right? Whether you think of that as industrial equipment, power generation, power transmission, water utilities, that's what they're actually fixated on. And the value of AI is in how we marshal that into the products that they use that allows them to do that better, faster, more efficiently, more effectively than they could before, right? Let's take a, an example of vegetation management. And this is true already. Think about somebody thinking about an inventory optimization or whatever you, but let's take vegetation management as a classic example. Vegetation management in energy and utilities and specifically in transmission in you know uh, Kareem simplified terms is all about figuring out what trees and grass you need to cut around your power lines. Not exactly what you would consider the most sophisticated of the problems, right? You're literally scheduling people to go cut trees. But think about the scale of the problem. Think about the length, you know, the amount of assets. When you think about transmission lines, just think about the scale. Think about the variability. And being able to leverage AI models, which are being powered by satellite imagery data, our weather data, we deliver this all as part of our weather operations center. Being able to use that married to your assets to get a sense of prioritization drives a lot of efficiency into our client's process, allows them to better optimize their cost, allows them therefore to run a more efficient and effective business. So I don't know 
that our client wakes up in this, in, in this instance and goes, oh, I want to invest in AI. They're thinking about how do they do their vegetation management more effectively? How do they take out cost? And we say AI as implemented in our product set can enable you to do that. So I think the opportunity for us, just to round up that, my, my thoughts on that question, it's very much once again thinking about what are the opportunities that our clients are fixated on to improve and transform how they work. And that is how we augur or align AI investments as an enabler of that transformation. Hopefully that makes a little sense. Absolutely, absolutely. So, so you know, so you're saying AI is a differentiator, and the client's outcomes are are pretty much what they want to achieve, which is which is better ROI, or or it could be cost, or it could be efficiency, and AI is 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 an enabler in that. And our 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 job is to you know find out how to enable and how to make it make it even better. Inter- very interesting. So so we also see that AI is getting easier to use. And it is becoming applicable in countless of new settings. So, and 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 when you are looking and when they are saying, okay, this is the use case or this is the area, say vegetation management, which you talked about. So, what are the customers looking for in their use of AI? Is it is it better design that they want? Is it better predictions? They say, oh, if this is the prediction you give, then I'm going to use this as a differentiator. Or is it is it just you know at an outer level better outcomes and and they're they're not looking at the black box inside, so is it yeah. what is it that they're looking for? So I could say all of the above, but I actually think of those three explainability and understanding why the models are recommending what they are or saying what they are is probably the most critical. Remember, we're in the nascent part of this AI journey, right? It's still the very beginning. And credibility and trust still needs to be established, right? And so I think that what's critical is if you're fixated, as I said, on decision support, in effect, then your user, most importantly, wants to understand the basis for the decision support being given. I think that is becoming more and more critical. Now, how you design that and present that is obviously important, right? It's actually, it's as critical as coming up with good recommendations because you have to do it in a way that fits seamlessly into how they want to work, right? Remember, this is about enhancing and transforming workflows, right? So you have to do that. I do think that often though, if you ask, many people get wrapped around the axle of the accuracy of predictions, which I think is a mistake because often it gets us fixated on missing the value that is there even without the extreme accuracy, right? So everybody wants to say you predicted it failed on this day and it failed on this day, or you said this tree was going to grow uh, two meters and it grew two meters, right? Or, you know, rinse and repeat, take your, your favorite example. And sometimes in doing all that, we miss the fact that today, for them to even decide where to go look <laughs> to figure out how tall the tree actually grew, 
is a big problem and a problem of scale such that the accuracy of prediction of you know tree height is maybe in some ways today less important than saying we do think this area with these sets of trees is probably more critical than that right or telling you the day a machine is going to fail and ensuring it fails on that day is less important than saying these are the set of machines you kind of need to fixate on and focus on because they're at highest risk. I think the technologists in us get unduly fixated on the precision problem and the accuracy problem, forgetting that if you're really providing decision support, you're probably providing a lot more guidance than they even have available to them today with current tech. That's the value trap that we need to get um, over. And your way of doing that, by the way, is therefore thinking, as I said, what's your value prop, but then being able to accurately explain why you think those assets are more critical, right? Because as I said, explainability becomes almost everything in this journey. So I do think that that's the, the, that's, that's the holy grail, that's the Rubicon that, we, you know, that we've got across, as it were, in terms of how we advance here, making things more explainable um, as you provide insights from the data. Mm. Um, I, I really like the way you, uh, you know, separated what a data scientist will go after, you know, for his or her life that I need a better model and a better prediction and most accurate. And you have brought out the business part of AI and how they need to be married together and the domain understanding and what is more relevant for AI to work and be more useful to the end end customer rather than just, you know, making the technology better and better and, and it not helping the business at all. So I, I, I liked how you how you brought it together and it's a very good message, I would say, even to even to technologists to, you know, focus more on the on the business part. So, 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 Kareem, uh, you know, like what I mentioned about, you know, the data scientists getting that message, uh, I'm sure AI has to be understood by all in the ecosystem. And when I say ecosystem, it's not just the developers, the data scientists, but it's also the product managers, the sellers, uh, the marketers. Um, and I'm sure in your organization, when you are selling to client, you will have so many different roles who are actually going and, and facing the client. So, and I, I keep saying that, you know, everyone should understand the language of AI. So, so how are you ensuring in your organization that this language of AI is understood by all? And, is, and, and how is it becoming a common lingo for, for everybody? So, look, I, I think look, you're speaking here fundamentally to skills, you know, the skills development that needs to occur to support this journey we're on. Uh, I know you are well familiar and compliments again to you and team with, uh, you know, efforts like our Accelerate AI program, right? That has been all about trying to put that down on paper to kind of map, as it were, you know, roles to knowledge levels, right? Because I think one of the biggest things we have to do is demystify AI and not make it seem like, you know, all too often, and I would not accuse you are a team of this, but all too often, AI seems like the, the, the you know, the, the province of the data scientists, you know, it's this mythical priesthood, right, over there, and uh, nobody knows what's going on, but they have these machine learning models, and they talk about features, and they talk about fit, and I don't know, maybe the model tells me X. And so it becomes this other, and it's very hard to embark on this level of transformative 
um, you know, on this level of transformation as a journey, if everybody thinks it's an other, oh yeah, it's what those data scientist folks do. That, that's not it to your very point. We all have to think of AI as being something that we are leveraging, as I said, a tool, a means to an end. And therefore we all have to understand the means in a way that's appropriate and fit for purpose with our given role. And so that really comes down to us driving skills development and encouraging people to sometimes step out of their lane and participate in, um, in the other world so that they kind of get a feel for what each and every world does. And that's why things like the AI, uh, you know, AI apps challenge that you've been running, you know, that we're running right now. And, you know, the uh, AI hackathon we did before, these are all ways as well to allow people to kind of come together and really, you know, uh, get, a, get a taste and begin to speak a, a common language, right, around it. I, I do think this is truly essential for our organization itself, specifically AI apps and the journey we're on. I think it's critical for all of IBM. But if we cannot exemplify what best in class looks like in this regards, how do we expect anybody else to get there? So I think we have a great opportunity, but also a great responsibility as well to grow ourselves in, uh, you know, in terms of being able to all speak this common AI language. Thanks, thanks. That's that's uh, that's actually quite good to hear that you know that the common language is is and how we have to kind of elevate ourselves. Uh, whether in technology domain or whether you know we are sellers and how do we we come come together so kareem uh, I, you know i keep wondering and 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 i think our listeners are also very keen to know that that how is it that we move the ai needle through innovation is it is it incremental innovation that are are that our developers should need to work on or is it the great thing that they need to go on, right? So, I mean, is it is it innovation really transformational? It has to be, uh, or should we open new markets? Uh, should we, uh, you know, look in look in areas which we haven't looked for uh, till now? Uh, we, uh, you you lead an asset management and asset intensive uh, uh, products, uh, so is there is there is there new new areas which need to look? So basically, on AI and innovation. And what are the areas which which could be the next you know game changer specifically for your business unit? Uh, any 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 ideas and thoughts on that? So um, look, the answer to that question is always situational, and it's situational based upon where I think you are at any stage in the journey. Um, I think I'm on record as saying for me. I'm more focused right now on innovation that can help us drive adoption at scale than I am on solving the next new problem, right? In part because I think we have not yet driven adoption at scale. We have not attained critical mass of even the things that we have started working on, right? And so when you think about it in that regards, I would lean towards, for example, Things like how do we innovate further around explainability, right? How do we mature our ability to kind of build and deploy AI within our applications and enable broader and broader adoption, right? I definitely, I think at the moment, lean in that direction. 
But that's not to say that there are not new problems out there to solve, right? And one of the lenses through which we've been looking at the world is through the lens of uh, lens of sustainability and uh, company sustainability agendas, right? And what might we be able to do with our incumbency around things like climate risk management and linking that to active health optimization or around things like carbon accounting and carbon performance management and linking that into how we help to optimize supply chains, right? And what else might we need to do around the realms of provenance and transparency, which is only going to become more and more important as you think about global supply chains and their resilience. So there are always going to be new problems to solve without a doubt, but I do think that we sh we have to be careful not to always be ch chasing the next MVP and the next pilot and to really fixate on what we need to do to drive adoption at scale. And that requires innovation as well. And I think all too often, the word innovation is unduly associated with new, never thought of before, something we don't do, as opposed to transforming something that we have done or deepening a set of capabilities that we have begun to drive even more value. I love the AI at scale, uh, Kareem, uh, because uh, there's so many AI projects which die in infancy or at proof of concept or prototype level and the innovations to make it scale for clients uh, that that is something an area which we should definitely look at. So so definitely with you on this uh, that we need to you know focus on the scale. And and I think some of the areas which you have pointed out on sustainability and and having proven provenance and transparency built into it uh, for supply chain. Um, that's that they are they're definitely uh, great areas to show value value to our uh, customers. So great, uh, uh, Kareem. I think uh, very good nuggets uh, from you. Uh, I'm going to come back again to you. Uh, don't worry. Uh, you know this is this podcast when when once it goes live and we have more guest speakers, we're going to come back and see. You know how we have done maybe in an year or so, um, how we are doing and how we have uh, given more value to our to our customers. Uh, it's been a great uh, pleasure to have you, uh, and thank you for being being on our podcast. Well, thank you guys for having me. It was a pleasure. Cheers. Okay. And onwards, like what you always say. So onwards to more and more AI. Thank you. Indeed. Onwards. Cheers. <laughs> Bye.